account of the Mayor Tenebralum. A panorama more deplorably desolate no human imagination can conceive. To the right and left, as far as the eye could reach, there lay outstretched like ramparts of the world, lines of horridly bleak and beaten cliff, whose character of gloom was but the more forcibly illustrated by the surf, which weird high up against it its white and ghastly crest, howling and shrieking forever. Just opposite the promontory upon whose apex we were placed, and at a distance of some five or six miles out at sea, there was visible a small, bleak-looking island, or more properly, its position was discernible through the wilderness of surge in which it was enveloped. About two miles nearer the land arose another of smaller size, hideously craggy and barren, and encompassed at various intervals by a cluster of dark rocks. The appearance of the ocean in the space between the more distant island and the shore had something very unusual about it. Although, at the time, so strong a gale was blowing landward that a brig in the remote offing lay to under a double-reefed trysail and constantly plunged her whole hull out of sight, still there was here nothing like a regular swell, but only a short, quick, angry cross dashing of water in every direction, as well as in the teeth of the wind as otherwise. Of foam there was little, except in the immediate vicinity of the rocks. The island in the distance is called by the Norwegians Verg. The one midway is Moscow. That a mile to the northward is Ambaren. Yonder are Islesen, Hothholm, Kaidhelm, Schwerven, Bokholm. Farther off between Moscow and Verg are Otterholm, Fleeman, Sandflesen, and Stockholm. These are the true names of the places. But why it has been thought necessary to name them at all is more than either you or I can understand. Do you hear anything? Do you see any change in the water? We had now been about ten minutes upon the top of Helsingin, to which we had ascended from the interior of Rothenburg, so that we had caught no glimpse of the sea until it had burst upon us from the summit. As the old man spoke, I became aware of a loud and gradually increasing sound, like the moaning of a vast herd of buffaloes upon an American prairie. And at the same moment, I perceived that what seamen term the chopping character of the ocean beneath us was rapidly changing into a current which set to the eastward. Even while I gazed, this current acquired a monstrous velocity each moment added to its speed, to its headlong impetuosity. In five minutes, the whole sea, as far as verb, was lashed into ungovernable fury. It was between Moscow and the coast that the main uproar held its sway. Here, the vast bed of the waters, seamed and scarred into a thousand conflicting channels, burst suddenly into the frenzied convulsion, heaving, foiling, hissing, gyrating in gigantic and innumerable vortices, and all whirling and plunging on to the eastward with a rapidity which water never elsewhere assumes, except in precipitous descents. In a few minutes more, there came over the scene another radical alteration. The general surface grew somewhat more smooth, and the whirlpools one by one disappeared. 
while prodigious streaks of foam became apparent where none had been seen before. These streaks at length, spreading out to a great distance and entering into combination, took unto themselves the gyratory motion of the subsided vortices and seemed to form the germ of another more vast. Suddenly, very suddenly, this assumed a distinct and definite existence and a circle of more than half a mile in diameter. The edge of the world was represented by a broad belt of gleaming spray, but no particle of this slipped into the mouth of this terrific funnel whose interior, as far as the eye could fathom it, was a smooth, shining, and jet black wall of water inclined to the horizon at an angle of some 45 degrees speeding dizzily round and round and round with a swaying and sweltering motion and sending forth to the winds an appalling voice half shriek half roar such as not even the mighty cataract of niagara ever lifts up in its agony